From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in. January is winding down. Georgia is still two-time defending champions, not even for, what, three weeks? Uh, they, they've been uh, carrying that title, and the, and the, uh, the Bulldogs are back working out with Scott Sinclair. They posted a video uh, yesterday. Now, they had a two-week uh, period where they weren't allowed to do, like, activities. Uh, actually, one of the players mentioned that in the locker room after the championship game that that I, I don't know if he was looking forward to it, but he dropped like the NCAA term for whatever that's called. Uh, and we got the uh, Georgia basketball team on a little losing skid here. We'll talk about that. Ryan, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing well, doing well. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's hard to imagine that it's been three weeks now that Georgia won 65 to 7 in the biggest romp of all time. So I don't watch the replay. Usually I watch the, uh, record the game and watch it. Um, you know, well, pretty soon after because I'm getting flipping into the next game week. But since there's no game coming up, um, I will get to that. There's unfortunately been some, you know, bad off the field news that, that we've had to cover. So um, there wasn't as much time once that celebration uh, Saturday ended uh, to kind of, you know, catch your breath and, and that kind of thing. But Ryan, I know that you've been excited for the Oscar nominations coming out. I know you're a big movie guy. You try to see every uh, movie you can. You're really into the best cinematographer category. Yeah, don't don't lie to everybody like that. Um, More like costume, uh, you know, design. That's where that's the sweet spot right there. Even Top Gun, the the sequel. What's it called? Top Gun Maverick. Maverick it got it. Got a nomination. Now they have like ten nominations for best picture. Now, um, I looked at the list before we did this podcast. I haven't seen anything. I mean, uh, I didn't really need to look at the list because I know I haven't seen anything. Yeah, that's usually how I am every year. I, I I might have seen one movie, but I never go into that knowing any of them really. And usually, there's like a French film that never heard of in my life. You know. Uh, okay. Didn't Georgia have a, a French linebacker that was really good, like in the seventies? Now was that Tardits or uh Yeah, Tardits, Tardits. Was he a yeah, linebacker? His son went through uh Clark yeah, defense, not too long. Defensive end. Yeah. Maybe defensive end, yeah. Hey, getting back to to rewatching the game, you know what well, I just want to say, so just to wrap up the Oscars, I do want to see the Fablemans because it's Steven Spielberg and Right. I heard that's pretty good actually. It's got Judd Hirsch in it, so mm. do you know who he is? I've heard that name. From from the taxi. Oh, okay. Okay. My right. a little before my time there. All right. Uh, what were you saying about watching the game? Oh, I was I, I was flipping past the SEC network, uh, maybe last week sometime, and it said on there it said uh, Georgia versus TCU national championship game, but they were rerunning the Ohio State game instead. I found that kind of funny. I don't know if that was the powers that be were like, we're not showing that game again. Let's let's show anything else but that one. Oh, yeah, maybe they had it booked in there ahead of time, and they're like, yeah, 65 exactly. seconds, we'll do it. I mean, come on, Ohio State game was much more compelling. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'm sure Georgia fans enjoy watching both those games. Um, I will say that um, I think I saw – I didn't watch it either, but it was on my listings that the uh, 
the hometown version with Scott Howard and uh, Eric Zyre, DJ Shaka doing the call was was airing on SEC Network the other day too. Oh, really? That would be cool to go back. You know, I always mean to record those and, and watch back the different versions of, of the games, and I never remember to do that. You you, you saw that I tweeted the other day. Um, what was it? The SEC? Oh, it was the uh, SEC Networks version of. Uh, what do they call it? SEC inside where they take you inside the locker room of the championship game. That was pretty neat at the end that, you know, and I'm sure they had to turn that over pretty quick that they added, you know, in memory of oh. the two, the two, uh, you know, that were lost from, from Georgia football. And I thought that was pretty, pretty good nod from SEC to do that. I haven't, haven't watched it yet. Oh yeah. I did. I think I did see the credits they're rolling before some other show. Um, well, let's talk about the big news since we last did a podcast, and that was Cedric Van Pran Granger uh, announcing he was uh, coming back to Georgia. Um, in my mind, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, to me, he was already a big-time leader. Now, there, there's a football aspect of it where, you know, you have your guy that directs traffic on the offensive line, that knows the calls, and to have a new starting quarterback and a guy with uh, who will be a third-year starter at that position, that seems pretty invaluable like I said, he's already a big time leader. To me, I, I was thinking about this. Who will be the three players that they bring to SEC Media Days? Which I, I, I think it's probably in Hoover this year again. Back in Alabama, I haven't looked at the schedule. Um, who well, else? You, you put him who on else? the list, obviously, since he was there last year, right? Was Cedric? He was out there last year, was he? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. They brought yeah. a. Oh, they did. It was him, Nolan, and uh, Stetson. Oh, oh okay. Stetson. Well, that's kind of that's kind of that says something right there. I mean, he was a. He was a uh, third-year sophomore. Yeah, I guess I should have remembered that. But I think he's coming back. Uh, who else? Yeah. Who well, else? I think it's going to be either Pop or Smile Mondin. What do you think as a defensive guy? I'm not going to give him a list yet, but who else? Oh, oh, oh. I didn't know you already had a list. I thought we were no, no, bouncing no. it back and forth here off of each other. Uh, okay, then. So uh, how about a uh, lad or a uh... – Come on. What are you doing? Brock Bowers. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is his last year at Georgia. He's right. he's he's, he's got to right. be going there. Well, don't don't. Throw I'm, I'm getting I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, very upset. No, it's going to be Brock Bowers, and, and you got to have a defensive guy then. So it's going to be either Jamal Dumas Johnson, mm-hmm. or I would say your uh, two-time defensive MVP from the playoffs, Javon Bullard, just because he's he's accomplished. Probably Jamal though, just from a leadership standpoint. And, Absolutely. and uh, so I mean, we never got we never got Javon after a game, right? And, and you know Kirby decides that. No, no, we did get him after games. We then did, we, yeah. He was at well, Sanford. I, yeah. You know, we got Jamon pop every time after a game. So I think yeah. I feel like he is the, you know, he's become the the Roquan or whatever you want to compare yeah. to the, uh, um, uh, his name slips me so so much. The guy with the Eagles now, uh, the linebacker, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, Nicobe. Uh, you know, he was kind of the face. Uh, and it's always seemed to be that position that uh, I think Kirby feels most comfortable with, you know, being the spokesman of the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good news for the Georgia offense with uh, Van Pram back. You you obviously have your two starting guards in Tate Ratledge and Xavier Truss back. Uh, you have an almost type of starter in Amarius Mims. So, you know, that's a pretty good load back for Stacy Sarles um, to work around with. And then, you know, I think a guy like um, the true freshman from California that was working as a backup in the spring last year, 
uh, and then injured and and was out for the year. Ernest Green, you know, I, I don't know exactly. I haven't really broken it down, but I think he'd be a guy that would factor in because I think he was, you know, kind of establishing that kind of role uh, as a backup last last spring. So, and you know, some about that offensive line, and there's always that thing that they find to motivate people. You know, they're going to be preaching over and over again that Michigan beat them two years in a row, and what's the offensive line award that they Joe, Joe Moore. Yeah, the Joe Moore Award. And and they're just going to keep beating that into their head. So they're just going to be good again. I mean, no matter who they throw in there. And, you know, with the way that they've done their recruiting where they just stack, you know, guys on top of guys on top of guys, I mean, there's going to be no drop-off there on that line. And especially with Cedric coming back being the, I mean, the main man, the most important piece of the offensive line. So, yeah, circling back to that, that was about as big as it could get uh, for somebody coming back. Yeah, I, I don't ever want to think in football terms, but, you know, obviously we just need to make mention and we'll get back to to this story because it's it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, lingering because there's always going to be questions uh, to, to come. Um, you know, th- there's a football aspect of Devin Willick not being yeah. a, a Georgia Bulldog anymore either when you talk about stacking classes. I mean, he's a talented guy that uh, certainly – started would... some this year. I mean, he got he found yeah. his role, right, yeah, uh, yeah. with that line. Yeah. Well, let, let's just talk more then about um, – I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but – uh, Devin Willock will be remembered, uh, you know, in another uh, public way tomorrow in his hometown uh, or in the hometown area up in New Jersey uh, with a service and I believe funeral. Um, you know, th- there was news this week when Georgia Athletics released a statement from Josh Brooks, uh, you know, kind of answering a little bit some of the questions that were out there um, that related to the accident, the claim of life of, of Devin and recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix. Uh, I think the only thing that George has put out since then was, uh, you know, kind of a no comment type of we're thinking about the family. And then obviously the news, uh, when it first broke, they uh, put out a statement about that. Um, but, you know, to me, the, the thing that struck me with the statement um, that came out on, let's say today's Thursday, so it was Tuesday, was that they were trying to say that uh, we're not trying to say they did say that um, that uh, the four of them, which included uh, Warren McClendon and recruiting staffer Tory Bowles, uh, that they were not on official athletic department um, duty uh, as, you know, in that early morning hour, um, you know, to read from the statement uh, specifically, it said uh, we want the public to know the let's see. Uh, we want we want to emphasize that these individuals were not engaged in athletic department duties around the time of this incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, they said they're looking into it, uh, um, reviewing uh, relevant football policies with Kirby Smart, and um, you know, looking into what happened, investigating that. Which obviously, um, they're going to do that with their legal counsel uh to say to quote fully understand the circumstances surrounding the tragic event what 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 did what did you make of any of that hmm yeah i mean it was the necessary you know words i guess or statement that needed to come out from the athletic department i i think there are so many questions out there uh, you know that that need to be answered uh you know what was the relationship between these folks and you know we don't know that's that's what needs to be looked into i I think and you know i think we've asked the question if if she is up early that day like helping recruits right 
Um, the fact that those two would be out that late, I think all needs to be looked into. Obviously, if they're off duty or whatever, what was the car they were driving? I mean, there's just so many things. And I don't want to speculate anything, and I don't want anybody to come back and say, who cares? They're young, uh, you know, adults that can live their life. I agree with that. But I think I think Kirby needs to put out a statement. Uh, I think that that needs to come out, um, you know, after they have done their review or whatever. But I, I just think there's so many questions left to ask, and, and I'm sure we'll get it piece by piece from them. Um, you know, when they put stuff out. So, you know, I didn't think there was much in that statement that Josh Brooks put out. Um, but it was it was necessary for them to say something. It's interesting that you say Kirby Smart should put out a statement. I didn't think about that, but you know, I'm presuming we're not going to be talking to him next week on the second signing day where they, you know, will maybe add a couple or three. I don't know exactly how many uh players to this class. You know, I feel like he has bypassed doing a, a press conference uh, or availability on the second signing day now because it's just not as big a deal as it used to be. Uh, this one seems even slower, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe things will crank up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he's going to talk to reporters, um, you know, in early March or whenever spring practice might start, after spring break, I guess it usually is, um, that might be a way to, you know, just put that out ahead of time. And then he'll refer to that when the questions come that, you know, I'll just say, I, I, will say, go to look at my statement, whatever I said. So, um, yeah, I mean, you have a 26 and a 24 year old recruiting staffer and you have a 21, 20 year old player, um, you know, probably makes sense that they would hang out, maybe be friends, but you have to have like a, a certain boundary, a certain line. Um, you know, I guess they develop close relationships as recruits and recruiting staffers, but you know, when they're, uh, you know, after hours and that kind of thing, I, you know, that's where uh, some questions are raised. Warren McClendon was in the car and came away with, um, you know, relatively uh, minor injuries uh, had, uh, um, stitches needed on his forehead. He's going to be playing in the senior bowl next week. Um, going to be wearing Devin's number 77, which I think the senior bowl asked him if he wanted to, um, kind of a crazy story that Wayne Ford, our, one of our, I guess our police reporter, kind of an all, all encompassing reporter wrote about how the ambulance that was taken McClendon to the hospital from the, the car wreck got in another accident and got hit by a drunk driver. I don't think there was any additional injuries. And that was that, more downtown. Am I am I correct in that? I think so. Yeah. 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 That's just so they were on the east side where the accident happened, driving through downtown. I would imagine going over to uh, Piedmont Athens Regional uh -huh. and got hit downtown there. Yeah. Because when I first read it, I was like, man, somebody was driving by the accident scene and hit them, but that is not what happened. Because you know what, I got, and I'm sure you sign up for those uh, alerts that the police can send out. Do you do you get those? I don't know, like uh, a next. What's it called, Nexel or something? Yeah, Nexel alert. And I, you know, I went back the next day and noticed that you know they had sent one out at three in the morning, three thirty, whatever. That what did it say? Had, said something about you know Barnett Shoals Road there, and for all oh. you Athenians listening, it had been closed down from research. I think I all the way down to yeah. uh, Lexington Road. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I don't think I get that, but I I did hear um, that power had been knocked out in that area. 
Um, yeah, I have a friend that lives in an apartment, uh, not those, but along there, and he was awakened by sirens and whatnot that night. So, um, one more thing before we we uh, move on um, from this subject for today, at least. Kind of a bizarre news conference. I guess it was a week ago after we podcasted later that afternoon with uh, the personal injury attorney um, that said he was representing the Willock family. They had put out a press release that uh, that Devin's parents were going to be there. Um, they would talk about possible legal action, and neither of those things happened. Uh, parents weren't there. Uh, they didn't talk about any legal action. They kind of just updated uh, who they were meeting with and uh guy spoke for about the attorney spoke for about five minutes and then didn't take any questions so that's not really a press conference in my book yeah seemed rather staged did, did it not yeah i mean i don't know if things just fell apart where they didn't get confirmation from the parents and then mm -hmm. they did read a statement that they said were from the parents but i mean given the fact that um you know i didn't run much of the statement because i didn't know it was all that seems a little bit shaky i just put it that way yeah, I agree with um, All right. Uh, NFL draft is uh, coming up in April as usual, and uh, some of these all-star games are going on. Kyrus Jackson and Robert Beal will be in Las Vegas. Uh, I guess it's next week with the Patriots and Falcon staff. Um, does this mean that uh, one of these guys or – yeah, do you think the Falcons are going to – Go after some more Georgia guys. Didn't they have uh, what, Fitzpatrick and Justin Schaefer? Did those guys play at all this year? Um, you know, I I don't recall seeing either one. Uh, it seemed like Schaefer had moved his way up into second on the depth chart there, and then next thing I know, that he might have been sent to the uh, practice squad. Um, but you know how the Falcons are, man, and and people gripe about it all the time, and maybe it's just a local bias. I don't know. But it does seem like they pass over a, a lot of Georgia. I mean, they drafted two guys last year. Come on. No, they – I mean, let's look at this, right? They could have drafted Nicobe, uh -huh. but instead they drafted some dude from Montana State at the same position? How did he do? You know, I don't know the stats right in front of me. I did see him in on a couple plays, but, you know, I, I guess if you look at it, Nicobe didn't exactly break out with the Eagles this year, but they were a pretty loaded team. Um, yeah, I don't think looking at, at the, the website, it didn't look like Fitzpatrick put up any numbers, so I guess he didn't. Uh, I mean, I the Falcons what... did sign Lorenzo Carter, I guess, who had an okay year, yeah. All right, well, uh, who, who would be the best fit for the Falcons this year of the Georgia guys? You think you got anyone in mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, if Jalen Carter falls down to him, that'd be perfect. Well, it falls uh, down, where, where are they drafting? Eight. No, that's not happening. I know. I've seen him at number one on you know, a few mock drafts. Um, gosh, man, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I mean, they've got so many holes to fill on the Falcons team. I mean, you think, uh, they need a cornerback, I'm sure, but that's not their most desperate need. So you wouldn't think Keeley would go there. Uh, who else is coming out of that? Uh, How about Nolan Smith? Of course. Yeah. I mean, they could use a, they could use an edge rusher and I think I've seen, you know, they'll mock to get a edge rusher from Clemson, which we've seen that fail before in a, in a Falcons uniform. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, obviously, I think, you know, Nolan, I think they need to go several guys at that position. So, even if they drafted a, a defensive end, uh, you know, that high, maybe he could fall to him in the second. Because I'm pretty sure I saw Nolan in a first-round mock 
somewhere. Now, you know, you never know who these guys are that are mocking them. I don't think it was yeah, I think, I think ESPN the, or anything. But I think he slid a little bit since then. He'll have a chance if he you know, can have a good comment. Uh, of course, they could use any type of help on the offensive line, you know, if Broderick uh, Jones was there. I mean, there's just so many positions that the Falcons uh, could use to – to fill uh, spots that have been lacking for several years now. All right. How about from Blackshear to Athens to uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Stetson, Stetson Bennett uh, won the Manning Award this uh, week and had a chance to speak to him on Monday after the award. Um, he was much better <laughs> doing the, that little uh, Zoom press conference than he was, uh, you know, at the parade where he's probably, uh, you know, enjoying the celebration. Hey, get off Stetson's back. He's trying to now he referenced, to do the music. He referenced uh, that the TCU game, he looked at kind of as like the last waltz, which was a uh, concert documentary about the band in the seventies. Have you seen the last waltz? Yeah, well, I have not seen it. Our old pal, Bill Stewart, that used to work with us, uh, Asked me about eight times if I had seen the waltz. He wanted me to watch it, and I never. Wait, he asked you this week or just in general? No, no, it was back over the years that we knew him. Uh, Uh But no, I heard it was fantastic. Now, are we positive? That's what he was talking about. Wasn't there a movie called The Last Waltz or something? That's the same thing. No, no, I know, I know, but I mean, like an actual film that that made it into theaters that was like acting in it. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> but I, but no, I saw the reference to the last waltz, meaning that several times, and I don't know that. Well, good for him for knowing that. I mean, that last waltz that he's referring to was directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, and I I looked up. I was curious. I looked up kind of, you know, the songs in there. I mean, it was long. There were a lot, a lot of songs from a lot of mm-hmm. different artists. Um. So I have to I have to check it out. I haven't, but uh, he always, you know, brings up some interesting uh, names to, from culture references, I guess. Yeah. Um, we we're talking about this. Well, we we're talking about Stetson, you know, uh, reportedly not participating in the senior bowl. Um, not like I was pursuing whether he was or wasn't beyond the fact that he was asked the question. I mean, the question I have though now is, uh, I think it was Outkick that reported that. I know that's one of your favorite sites. Um, Mel Kuyper has him as a possible third-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, is it smart for him to skip the senior bowl? I have an opinion on this. Um, I mean, what else could he prove, right? If he goes out there in the senior bowl and everybody throws and he, and he throws a pick or something, everybody, yeah, that's the Stetson Bennett. I mean, why not leave on the highest of high, knowing you've won two national titles and – You've done everything that you could possibly prove on the field. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's a good move. Um, you have an incredible body of work in the playoff uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, in the big games. And, you know, I'm sure scouts would like to see you and interact with you. Um, but he's going to go to the combine. He's going to have a pro day. Um, I think he could have probably hurt himself more than help himself by if he had a bad couple of practices down there. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's fine. Um, let's catch up on some of the transfer news. Tresman Marshall to Alabama. I was talking about this with someone that knows the SEC very well. Um, 
And I, I was talking, asking, what does this mean about Alabama that a guy that couldn't get on the field as much as he would like at Georgia is going to go to Alabama? He said, well, you know, they're losing Henry Tua Tua. Um, and I mean, Georgia's still got Jermon Dumas Johnson and uh, Smile, Smile Munden. Yep. But this is a deal where Glenn Schumann was like praising him as he as he goes to Bama. Um, it'd be nice if Georgia could keep a guy like that around because I think he's a, a good productive player. Uh, you know, but couldn't get as many snaps really. But um, does this go over better than you think the last uh, guy that transferred to Alabama, Jermaine Burton? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like you know. Uh, obviously, Jermaine had a huge impact at the University of Georgia and had a couple big games and that national championship game. You know, he played pretty well. Had a big catch in front of Saban, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, yeah, I think everybody uh, definitely viewed that the the Trez Marshall a little bit different, just because of uh, I mean, he didn't have quite the impact at the University of Georgia as Jermaine Burton. But hey, Jermaine Burton did not win a national championship for two years in a row, so for back to back, I should say. Ryan, are you going to be very interested in a game on August thirty first, a Thursday night, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as Minnesota? host nebraska uh i mean why would i be excited about that i mean georgia had a a transfer to head there to nebraska they had three transfers eric gilbert Mm -hmm. your linebacker uh from maryland that went there uh sherman Sherman. Mm -hmm. and then most recently offensive offensive lineman jacob hood has gone there as well. So uh, I Nebraska, saw Dom's name floated out there too, but I don't guess he's yeah. changing yet. For Nebraska, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard that, but the more the merrier. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> former Panthers coach Matt Rule going uh, to pick up Kirby Smart's uh, guys that are that have you know backed out of or, or headed out of Georgia. Um, interesting. I'll be I'll be curious to see that Thursday night. Let's see if those guys are on the field. Hopefully. In particular, hopefully Eric Gilbert's on there. That would be good to see. Since we yeah. didn't get to see him play much in, at Georgia with some of the issues he had. Um, since we last podcast, A.D. Mitchell's destination, which we thought was happening, uh, he did announce his commitment to Texas. Um, so, I mean, Texas is going to be in the SEC maybe in 2024. Wouldn't that be cool if uh, – I guess AD would probably be in the league by then, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, wouldn't this be his last year, most likely? Maybe, but you, you never know. You never know. All right. Why don't we uh that's a good spot for him. Go catch passes from Arch Manning. Um don't forget they got Quinn Ewers still. I mean, he's no slouch. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We will talk some uh, Georgia basketball. Uh we will also talk about uh some other things Georgia athletics related when we get back. Thanks for listening to the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Like what you hear? Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating, a like, and even leave us a comment to let us know how we're doing. As always, find more content at onlineathens.com and in the Athens Banner Herald. Now, let's get back to the show. Uh, Ryan, since we've been podcasting, uh, Eli Drinkwitz, the Missouri coach, had a very important tweet. Uh, guess where he stopped for lunch today? Uh, five guys. 
That'd be Bucky's. Oh God. I don't know what uh, what town I mean, do you, he's in. Did you just get a they, big bag of uh, beef jerky? I don't know. They just took a picture outside of Bucky's, and I, I can't tell which one it is. I'm trying to see. There's a, he's taking a picture of like the front entrance. And I'm trying to see. There's a car that's reflecting at doors, but I can't tell the license plate. Don't so. those have the name of the town somewhere? You know, on the billboard or whatever the the sign. Don't know. You know, he's not as. Uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, when he tweets, gives you certain clues, which is kind of funny. Do they have Bucky's in Missouri? I'm guessing they don't. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Georgia basketball uh, crushed by Tennessee on Wednesday night. I think the score was 70 to 41. Uh, interesting thing to me is they actually rose in the Ken Palm rankings to 94. <laughs> Quality of fun. Because <laughs> they went up against the fourth ranked team in the country, at least in the AP rankings. Uh, Georgia now one spot ahead of Ole Miss, which is not having a good year. Um, in those rankings. Next is South Carolina, which is 247 in the Ken Palm rankings, 8-12 and 12 overall. Georgia now 13-7 and 3-4. and four. Did you watch the beatdown in uh, – what's the name of that arena? Yeah. Thompson Bowling. Thompson Bowling Arena. Yeah. I watched a good bit of it. I, I made it to about halfway through the second half, and then uh, I think I flipped over to the Atlanta Hawks to see them play a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean – it was about typical, right? I, you know, when the game was still in intact there early, it seemed like, you know, Tennessee did what great teams do. They hit a buzzer beating, you know, shot at the shot clock buzzer. And that might've put Georgia from 11 to 13. The next thing you know, it's a 17 point game. I mean, if that goes the other way and it's missed and Georgia comes down and scores, you, you know, you got a different ball game, but I mean, I, what we witnessed there was just, just a totally, di- you know, difference in talent and, uh, that's going to be reflected on this Georgia basketball team a lot. Yeah. I mean, Terry Roberts led the team with 11 points. He had two points uh, at the first half, which just scored right before halftime. Um, nobody really played well. I, I, I mean, it's hard to say. Um, I don't want to say I have a lot of influence or anything, but I did I did ask Mike White in the press conference after the uh, Vanderbilt loss on Saturday. Uh, I was talking to Anthony Dasher of UJ Sports, and we were wondering, you know, not wondering why, um, uh, what's his name, the the walk former walk on, um, Jackson Edder, yeah, J- Jackson Edder, not wondering why he hadn't played for several games in a row. I think it was like five or six, but uh, he was like dressed in warmups, um, yeah, never took his pants off on the bench in his sweats. He like didn't even take it off, yeah. and and so I asked him, you know is he healthy and that kind of thing? He's like, Oh yeah, he's fine. He's good. Uh, you know, he's like, maybe I should have played him. And next thing you know, I don't know. Did he get 20 minutes last night? He was on the court a lot. I know. He, you know, he got into the first half and then he started the second half. Yeah. I, que- I questioned some things, but whatever. Yeah. Um, 20 there turnovers. Lot, there was a lot of changes last night. Sorry. Yeah. 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 20 turnovers for Georgia. Um, I don't know. There, there seems to be a, a quite a, a, a big, uh, tier groups kind of developing a T-I-E-R. Uh, you clearly have your Tennessee's, your Alabama's, um, Texas A&M now. Um, you know, maybe Auburn's a, a notch below that. And then you have some bottom feeders like South Carolina, Ole Miss, um, and then Georgia Vanderbilt is is kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if Georgia could get in position to get an IT bid, which, you know, they'd have work to do. Yeah, that's the kind of thing, like show a little bit of step forward. I mean, it looked like it. They had a soft non-conference schedule for the most part. Their one good win was against Notre Dame, and that team has, you know, tanked, I guess. Their coach is on the way out, their mm-hmm. longtime coach. So 
uh, South Carolina has a chance to get another win. And I know, Ryan, you will be in front of your TV, if not in person. Yeah, that, is that one a home game in Athens? Saturday at 6 p.m. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to have to hit the portal again heavy this offseason, though, because they lose a lot still. So still going to be, a, you know, building for a while, I do believe. I mean, I think every year you're hitting the portal now. That's that's kind of basketball. Right, now. but I guess I'm judging on where they're, you know. They have Ryan, speaking of basketball, will you be watching the SEC Network's newest documentary coming out Monday, the first of I don't know how many parts, Southern Hoops, A History of SEC Basketball? You know, I saw that advertisement. It's It intrigues me, I guess, but it's not going to be like the first thing I uh, think about. I will DVR it. You know why? Because I watched – they had a similar deal uh, on the AC, ACC network and I grew up on ACC basketball and it was very enjoyable. They did a good job with it. And I haven't even finished it yet. It was like seven parts. It was mostly about the ACC tournament, but it really was about ACC basketball. So, well, you know, that one a few years back about the tornado at the George dome was very yeah. interesting. Now that, I mean, uh, I was there, so it might've intrigued me a little more, but they did a good job with it. All right. Um, uh, Speaking of which, uh, are you a big Ken Burns documentary guy? Are you into that? Yeah, yeah love, love some Ken Burns. All right, we'll see if uh, maybe he's executive produced this. I don't know. A <laughs> uh, couple of things before we wrap up. Ryan, who would you rather have a beer with, Patrick Reed or Rory McIlroy? Oh, Rory, 100%. Patrick, I'm mentioning as a former, uh, you know, well-admired, well-respected bulldog. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, be careful who you say that around in Athens. He did spend a season. Uh, was he kind of redshirted that year? I don't know, but a lot of stuff came out about that one year he was in Athens. Was he Richard or did he play? I can't remember. I, I, I don't know. You're the, you're the golf guy. You cover the Masters game this year? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Rory apparently threw a tee at nope, Patrick. Nope. Uh, other way around. Other way around. Patrick threw a, a tee at Rory on the driving range. What, where are they, in Europe somewhere? Yeah, something like that. All right. Uh, a Georgia guy finished second last weekend on the PGA Tour in California, right? Yeah, he had uh, Davis Thompson finish second. Did you see the putt that hit the stick and, and popped up and out? No. Was, was, that the, was that the difference maker for him? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He finished one stroke behind Rom. Uh, also, Chris Kirk, Watkinsville resident, uh, finished fourth, I do believe. Hmm. All right, I have a little story up on a online Athens today um, detailing Foley Field and the renovations going on there. Um, looks like it's getting kind of pushed back a little bit because of uh, they say inflation, and um, so it was. It looks like you know, well, just go to go to online Athens if you're a uh, if you're a Diamond Dogs fan and want to check out the details on that. Uh, Josh Brooks detailed some of that today at an executive uh, or at a committee meeting uh, for the athletic board. All right, Ryan. Before we get out, uh, I got an important email today saying that Jaden Fields, the uh, sister of Justin Fields, the Georgia softball. I guess this will be her third year, maybe in the program. Uh, she is going to be getting an NIL deal with WWE that they say basically is like a pathway to having a chance to wrestle, I guess. What do, I don't know what their women's league is called or whatever, but will Jaden Fields one day wrestle for the WWE? Sure. Why not? I mean, that would be interesting to follow and track and see how she could do in that. As we were discussing earlier, didn't even know it was a traded company. Didn't know it was public. Of course, it's a traded company. It's a. It's probably. A, I don't know. Is it one of the? Is it in the uh, New York Stock Exchange? Isn't that the? Is that the top five hundred companies? Why do they do that? Yeah. Even... Yeah. Something like that. Do you have stock in that? No, because I uh, obviously didn't know it existed. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, well, 
I don't know if it's WWE or USFL. I don't know which one is kind of more trending higher or, or whatever, or NASCAR starting up soon, right? Again, new season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see whatever hits my inbox next week. We can talk about it on the show. Uh, we'll see if the Bulldogs uh, pick up a couple wins. I think they got Auburn next week, maybe before we do our next podcast. And I think we'll have signing day coming up. So we'll, maybe we'll have some of that to talk about next week. Uh, the second signing day. Everyone have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya.